Hello and welcome to Molly Movie Club. I'm Casey Muratori. I'm Anna Retberg. And today's movie, or I should say, it's usually last night's movie, yeah. since we recorded the day after. Today's movie is Le Grand Bleu, a French film by Luc Besson. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. And it is simply uh, the big blue, the big blue yeah. in English. This is a movie from 1988, mm-hmm. and it feels like a movie from 1988 <laughs> when you watch it. <laughs> the the music the music is like the main thing that you come away from with this movie being like uh <laughs> the music makes it almost impossible to watch. Yeah, um, it's. The music in this film is similar to if you went back and watched a silent film where the experience of watching it is so different, probably, from maybe what an audience would have felt at the time was unusual. Like, why can't I hear any of the people talking? And it's like, oh, they didn't have sound recording or whatever. Here it's like you went back to 1988 and you're like, why does everything sound like a cross between Peter Gabriel's sledgehammer (laughs) And a Harold Faltermeyer theme from Beverly Hills Cop. And the yeah. answer is because it's 1988. I kept thinking it feels like a pilot, like pilot wings. Yeah. Like the S64 game sounds like pilot wings. But, yeah. and like, there are so many moments in this movie that were like literally laugh out loud hilarious. Very like, we funny. laughed out loud multiple times. That, that we're not, because like the movie is actually kind of funny, like intentionally. It does have plenty of comic relief. Like, throughout. Yes. Um, but then, then it has these weird moments where, almost entirely because of the music, yes, you end up with these like utterly hilarious moments that are like, and it's like I don't think that was intentional. I don't think it was either because I mean, like the first one I can think of is the first time he the lady goes to the you know the Andes Mountains up in the mountains, yeah. and he the, the uh, Jacques his name is walks yes. out the door and he's got like the goggles yeah, on. Yeah. And the music just hits and we both just like burst out laughing. Yeah. It was absolutely hilarious. And you could sort of imagine a different score there. I think it would always you be a little silly because of the slow-mo and he looks ridiculous in the goggles. You could but- also imagine it being a movie where a more farcical movie mm-hmm. where everything like that is supposed to be funny. Yeah. But the one the other one that uh there <laughs> There's a few. The one that really got me <laughs> is there's a sex scene that they <laughs> that they cut to that is definitely not supposed to be funny, and I was dying. Like the music is so ridiculous for a sex scene, I couldn't take it. Cause like that one, the first one with the goggles, I was like, maybe it's sort of, yeah. it's like sort of parodying well, the even, love scene, the like, the like fall in love thi- like thing you do when you see someone from across the room in a movie or whatever, yeah. and they're making a joke about that. I don't actually think they were, but like I could at least believe it, that that was something that someone tried. The sex scene one, there's no way. There was nothing funny about the context. It wasn't yeah. making fun of anything. Well, and it, and I, there's multiple moments like that you can feel throughout this movie that hit totally different than intended. That not just music, like the one I think of that felt the same as the music was after he does his dive and he comes up, he like breaches the surface and then it cuts to like some dolphins doing that. Oh God. And we both yes. just lost it. We both totally yes. lost it. Like I get what they were maybe th- going for. Like there's maybe something that, interesting there that they're trying to <clears throat> communicate, right? 
But it just comes across as like absolutely silly and hilarious. It was ridiculous. There's so uh, yeah, I don't know where to start with this movie. I guess I'll say that this movie is probably unique among movie club stuff we've done in that I hated this film. <laughs> <laughs> if I could have stopped watching it at any point, I would have. Like, if it wasn't for the podcast, mm -hmm. there's no way I would have been more than 30 minutes into this movie. Like, yeah, it was pretty it rough. Was, it was brutal Even to for watch. me, it was rough. Because I, you know, neither of us really knew anything about this movie. No, I didn't either. Uh, and I, I knew that it was of this, there's this French, I can't remember the name of the, like, movement. Um, where the whole idea is basically, like, there's not a lot going on. Do you know what I mean? Like, story-wise, but we're really interested in, like, the experience, right? It, is it, is the, that the idea behind that's this the movie? Philosophy. Well, here, do you want me to look up what the... Um, I mean, I suppose it would be interesting to know, but it's odd. I, I, if that was the case, this movie feels like well, the complete opposite of that's that. That's what I was going to say. Is, which is very... So that yeah, this, it's cinema du look is the style. Um, and I believe that the idea... Let me look up really quick. That That is... I never would have guessed that at so, all. So, is a French movement in the 80s and 90s which classify, yeah, and Luc Besson, Besson I say, is, is like one of the directors. Hey, no, 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 look, no, look at mouth, look at mouth. Luc Besson. Okay. Anyway, he is one of the, the key directors like of that movement. Okay. So yeah, style over substance, spectacle over narrative. Slick, gorgeous visual styles focus on young, alienated characters. So that that's sort huh. of, which is interesting because like, so what. Never would have guessed well, that. Well, and that's, that's. Because actually reading that, because I knew that's the only thing I knew about this film is it was part of that like genre of movies. Coming out of the movie, I would not have thought that. Like I never would have guessed. I, I never would have guessed because, that. Because yeah, you know, I t we talk a lot on the podcast, sort of about like the difference we have in the way we like perceive movies yes. or, or watch movies. Yes. And I tend to be someone who really kind of likes yes. movies that sometimes favor like, experience or style over substance. Not necessarily, like, it depends. Or but you know narrative, I mean? narrative would be the Yeah, like, I'm willing to... I love to narrative, say. but I'm... I'm If visuals and the experience are, like, amazing, I'm willing to overlook, like, narrative stuff. But this movie, I didn't feel like the... Me the neither. visuals and the experience were particularly interesting. Like, it, you know, there was maybe some interesting stuff with the underwater... So, like it was well shot, like the underwater I mean, stuff, but maybe. like, but it's just like, eh, like you know, it it doesn't. I didn't feel like immersed or transported. Like if you're saying style over substance, yeah. the style is really lacking here. I would agree. I would say that um, I actually thought that the cinematography was lousy. Like like if I had to categorize where I where I thought this was on the visual composition side of things, mm -hmm. I thought it was awful. Yeah. Uh, I can cite like a lot of examples. I wrote several down because I knew that I was probably going to say that about this film as I was watching. I was like, this is a poorly shot film in my opinion. Examples would be there's uh, a, a tendency in this film to place the camera in completely arbitrary locations, one right after the other, mm -hmm. for no reason. Yeah. So they, you will be shot directly like almost completely above the characters looking straight down and then completely below the characters looking straight up in like within three shots of each other no reason this the scene is just like somebody walking you know out of a door or something well i'm right? sure that's i mean you could and, that's probably part of that style where it's like it's not concerned with narrative and how the how the way it's shot fits in with narrative no, but, but like but i'm saying but like i agree it's there's it's, no reason yeah, like it didn't yeah. it wasn't like oh and it created this amazing shape on the screen totally. it's like nope no, it's like, just like I, 
I kept thinking that throughout the movie too, where I'm like, at best, this is just like fine visually. You know what yeah. I mean? Like at best, it's at just best. it's yeah. like competent and it's it doesn't look awful. Yeah, but it doesn't look good. You would no, never no. you would never hold this up as like an example of a film that like looks amazing. And the other example that I wrote down uh, specifically, I just remember that I wrote down. I'm not even sure where it is now because I was writing these down. As yeah, go. yeah. But I, another one I wrote down that I was like, I got to mention this one. One that was particularly aggravating yeah. was there's a shot, it's poorly exposed, in my opinion, where they there's like a, a helicopter or a plane shot. I assume it's a helicopter shot. I'm not sure. I can't quite tell. Where they're going from the water mm-hmm. towards the hotel. It's, I think, yes, in yeah. Greece it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's actually in Greece, but I think that's where they said they were, you know, the the... The shot is supposedly taking yes. place in Greece. They're flying f- from out in the water towards this hotel, and they're they're zooming in on the hotel. Mm-hmm. It's a long shot, mm-hmm. like thirty seconds long, mm-hmm. going towards the hotel. It's exposed poorly, so the hotel just looks like a white blob. Yeah, you can't see you any can't detail see any, until just, you get right up to it. You can't even tell it's a hotel. Yeah. It might as well just be some like spray paint on the side of a on of this giant. In fact, that's almost what I thought it was. I was like, oh, that's weird. Is right. this like is this like some? So the shot yeah. looks terrible, and then it cuts to the boat that you passed by at like minute. I mean, at second five. So you zoom past a boat, you go all the way up to a hotel, and you're like, oh, clearly the next shot will be in the hotel. Nope. It's back at the boat (laughs) that we left. Yeah. And you're just like, dude, what is happening? Like, talk about confusing people as to what is, like, Mm -hmm. it's just unnecessarily obtuse. It's like... It's like, are you trying to fool the audience into thinking the next shot would be at a hotel? But oops, no, it's on a boat. And you're like, why would you do that? And it was so there was a lot of that stuff. Like I said, with the up, down Mm -hmm. camera stuff, you're like, oh, is this supposed to be a dramatic entrance? Nope. It's just some guy. Like, it's so weird. And so I found it. I didn't feel like it was style over substance. I thought it Mm -hmm. was just like uh, incoherent. Is what I would say. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't stylish. It was just random. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, there's very little style in this movie at yeah. all in the filmmaking. Other than, yeah, a few examples of things being either unintentionally silly or a little bit unclear unintentionally. Probably it's like it's really kind of just eh. The lighting is also a complete mess. So like you've got these scenes where like like the one with the dolphins. Mm hmm. Where you were talking about where they cut to the dolphins, it, it's just laughable, it, it, jumping up into the yeah, air. Yeah. So not only is it a ridiculous cut that's just silly, like I don't know how you interpret it as anything else. Yeah. But it also looks like an insert from like a documentary on SeaWorld. It's yeah. not like, talk about not having style over substance. The camera is literally like POV kid watching the dolphins from the stands. Yeah. The lighting is literally like whatever that day was at SeaWorld. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not stylish. Yeah. It's some freaking dolphins from, like, a PBS special. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I Everything about this movie I didn't like, but yeah. that in particular, the, the cinematography I felt was just brutal. The music, laughable. Yeah. Even if I try to strip those away, I don't think I like the movie, but that creates just this impenetrable wall that's like, if I wanted to like the rest of this movie, I don't know if I could. I also feel like, hilariously, considering what the name of this move- movement is, 
and what its sort of idea is. Yeah. Like the strongest part of this movie actually probably is a couple of its characters. Narrative of this movie was probably if you had to pick something if that you, was best, yes, it would have been the it narrative. It would have been the narrative. Yeah. And that and like I actually really like the opening. Like I thought that that was like a nice way to sort of yes. like introduce these two main characters and their it's like it kind of beautifully summed up the core of like what their conflict and their relationship is, right? Oh, sorry, can I interrupt you for one second? Yeah. Because I want you to talk about that for a while, if you could. I just want to add one more cinematography thing because I have all these. Oh written yeah, down. yeah. So just to bucket it with the stuff we're leaving behind, and we won't talk. Sure, about Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, we'll finish up. We'll finish up talking about the visuals. The opening of this movie is, is <clears throat> in black and white. Yeah. Because it it's happens earlier. Yeah. Right. But you're seeing it contemporaneously. It's not a flashback, really. I mean, the guy, the the, the person does wake up, so he could sort of think maybe it's a dream. I don't know. But so it's in black and white to kind of separate it from the main part of the movie, which is in color. And, you know, that's a kind of boring way to do that. But that's what they did, right? Then there actually is a flashback in the movie where he flashes back to his father dying from the earlier sequence. And it's in color. So even the one cinematography, like, grammatical thing they tried to introduce, which is that black and white is 30 years ago or 20 years ago, whatever it was. I don't remember the date span. So past is black and white, present is color. They didn't even do that right. Okay, sorry. Continue. Uh, The narrative about the the kids diving for the coin. I just, I thought that was actually a fairly strong opening. Like, Mm -hmm. because when we first was seeing that, I was like, all right, like, this seems maybe not so terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. um, And then they cut to the sort of the present day and... It has another one of those like funny moments with the music where the guy like clambers up over the thing and starts running. But that one kind of works because it is silly and I think yes. it knows it's silly. Yes. Um and so like and then you kind of see Enzo for the first time as an as a, an adult and that whole first scene with him is great. <clears throat> yes. Like the the crappy little car. It's genuinely really funny. There's like yes. a lot of really good funny stuff. Yes. And you get to see, you know, him do this dive and and like it tells you so much and it's actually I thought really good. Like it makes this character feel like Kind of endearing and and yes. interesting. I think Enzo is the strongest character um, in the movie. Like he he's both the strongest character and frustratingly less focused on than I would like. But we can talk about that later. Sure. But I totally agree. I think. But of all the characters in the movie, uh, he's the one I think that is the most interesting and has the yes. most going on. Absolutely. Um, the woman is just like. Yeah, not much. Well, I guess that's a whole other. Yeah. There's so much of this movie, too, that is, like, frustrating and annoying because it's just, like, everybody's just this, like, stereotype. Yeah, it's pretty bad. That's, like, and just super irritating. Yeah. Um, that's sort of a separate conversation. Yeah. But anyway, so I think there's, you know, the movie actually doesn't start out that bad. Like, it starts out all right. Um, but from there, it, it it pretty quickly just kind of, like spirals down into something kind of just like well i i couldn't agree more with what you're saying because uh that opening is actually the opposite of what you read about the movement exactly exactly actually not particularly visually interesting it's just black and white shots of some kids it It looks it looks pretty good it looks decent right but so it's well shot it's not horrible or anything um, and it does a ton of narrative with the shot. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, we see that this kid hides his flippers yep. in the rock. Yep. So he comes here all the time. This is what he does. We see him feed the fish. Like It's like he communes with the animals underwater. Like mm-hmm. That's where he feels comfortable, yeah. and he cares about yeah, the animals underwater. Yeah, it tells you so much about him. 
You see him and his interaction with Enzo, and Enzo's kind of like a little bit of a bully at that point. And, you know, you see them diving for these coins. The coins are kind of valuable, so they must these must be fairly poor people. Like, you know, they're... Or, or at least the children don't have money. I mean, you know, maybe they're not exactly poor, but they're, you know, they're not rich or anything, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're trying to die for coins in the in this bay, and you you get just a lot of information about the characters in a narrative sense, very cleanly. And I never would have guessed if you just took that part that that this was a movement about just being there mm-hmm. because there's no cruft. There, there's no just being there. It's all shot after shot after shot of information, right? Which is kind of the opposite of a just being there. Just being there would be we'd sit on the dock for a little while and see some people pass and not much would happen, yeah, right? That yeah. would be more what you would think. So, I'm to- I, yes. Also, I thought the music in the opening worked well. It was a yeah. little overbearing and weird, but... It kind of felt a little dreamlike, mm-hmm. and it was like mm-hmm. it kind of was more appropriate. And also, similarly, in the cut back to the real world, like you said, a lot of funny stuff with with Enzo. It's kind of a humorous opening to him because he is kind of a little bit of a buffoonish character. He's like larger than life mm-hmm. in a way, and so it felt okay. And so the fact that the music was ridiculous also felt okay. So yeah. after those, well, and totally like yeah. throughout the movie. It veers intentionally into like silly silliness yeah. territory, and so, like I think sometimes that stuff works okay. Like sometimes that music or the silliness that it that it kind of gives the movie is like fine, um, but a lot of times it's not. So it's 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 kind of teetering on this edge of like intentionally silly versus unintentionally silly. It's tonally this movie is very weird. Yes, but from there I I just feel like you know first of all like our main guy like Jacques. Who's sort of our main character, even though I think Enzo is... He's, he's the He's a non-character. Like, he's just... The only two options for the protagonist are him or the woman. Yeah. The, Enzo, Enzo kind of comes and goes. Yeah, yeah. He can't really he, be considered really, the main character. It's not like following him. It's, it's following Jacques. And I mean, I guess, I guess the point is that Jacques is like this empty hole of a person, kind of, like... That only that you know that's sort of I guess what it's about, but it's a little hard to follow, like to be invested in a movie where your your main character just like is is just like this husk of a person. Do you know what I mean? Just a fish. Yeah, he's a fish man. He's basically and yeah and like he's and like this and the, oh my god the 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 woman I don't remember her name. Um, even though Enzo always comes and he always says their names and it's hilarious. I love that. Every time he comes, he's like, Jacques. Yeah. Jo- was it like Jolene or... Jo- I think it's Joanna. Joanna. Oh, Joanna. But you could also call her Henrietta because that's what yeah, the crazy yeah, uncle yeah. calls her. But Rosanna she's, Arquette. She's just so annoying. And like, like I try to, I don't really get super annoyed by stuff that I feel like is sexist. I try to like not. But like at the same time, if your female character is just like your their whole 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 thing is that like she just wants like a baby, and do you know what I mean? Like everything about her was just so like annoyingly stereotypically like female, and it just like and it it just like I didn't, bugged I, me. I don't know. I this is probably like me bringing baggage to it or something. It, but it might be only because this movie doesn't trade in subtlety, right? So. I would agree that if the rest of this movie was like super Oh no, it's like everything's like right? that. Everything's yeah. like that. But so, I just find that yeah. kind of uh like 
yeah annoying about the whole movie not that's just one example yes, but, like, but I would absolutely agree it's it's yet another character in this movie who it's like okay like I get that that could be what's on this character's mind or what's what's driving this character there's plenty of women who really want to have children but it's way too on the nose, right? Like, yeah, exactly. like you've got to have, so, like, people are more complicated. They don't right. just walk around well, exactly. talking to everyone because, about having a baby. Right, because, like, ever, you right? know, the idea um, that, like, so, she's in love with a person who is really in love with something else. Yes. And is unavailable to her in that yes. way. And she doesn't understand his... his yes. Like, that's a thing. Like, that's a real thing, and that's yes. an interesting thing. And she wants to have a family, and he doesn't really care, because right. his family is like dolphins, basically. Right, yeah. And so that all would work. Yeah, that's, if, there's nothing wrong with that yes. idea. I think that's fine. It's just like the way in which she is portrayed is just like... Well, and the way in which he is portrayed. And the way in which, Which yeah. is so bizarre, because yeah. like, they... This movie can't even really pull off a convincing interaction between the two of them for yeah, me. Yeah, you don't understand um, at all, like, why yeah. they're even together. And, like, or, and I don't understand, like, what, like, you know, I, I understand the fact that one of the central conceits of this character is he doesn't really talk much. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, having the central conceit of a character be something that is just fundamentally unsatisfying for film. Right is probably just a bad idea. For I, don't, I don't think that it's like there's I think there's plenty of movies where the main character doesn't talk much, but you have to pretty you have to work to make that. You have to do something work. else. Yeah, you like, have to exactly. figure out ways to make that work and this movie just didn't. Yeah, and he's like he's very uncharismatic. Yeah. And like it, it, the movie doesn't do a great job I think either of really making clear like what it is exactly that he wants or is you know what I mean like you get this idea that like he likes the dolphins and he likes the ocean and he feels obviously more comfortable down there in the deep than he does you know up on the land with all the other humans and everything yes but like is that it I guess that's it you know it's like I I, the other thing I would say about it is that I don't know maybe this is me me being too stereotypical but also it felt a little bit like I don't know it felt a little bit atypical for if your stereotypes are if you're going to be assigning stereotypes to characters, they felt f- almost flipped to mm, me. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if this was a movie about a guy who's doggedly chasing after one particular female for a very long time, that seems like f- in some ways more common to what I imagine might happen than the other way around. Like an attractive female. Never just if she wants a family, never deciding to she's going to get other offers. Like it's very strange in a way mm-hmm. that she would just be like, I'm I'm in this one the entire time and I can't conceive of any other option. Well, it's also kind of it's interesting like, too, because right. you could have imagined something interesting there with Enzo. Like because Enzo yes. is sort of represents like probably the other side of that, like, yes. he's, in some ways, he would be more desirable to a person like her. Yes. Probably. Or and- if she was weirder, like, if she was, you know, she's, like I said, she's prevent- presented very stereotypically. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I have a hard time wrapping my head around it, because you're you're not, te- like, if this character was more unique, then I could believe, like, oh, well, she's just, that's just the way she is. She's She's dead set on this guy, and that's her personality, and it's just... So she's not going to, if she wants a family, she's not going to make another choice because she's, you know, 
this is how she is, and you've convinced me well, that's the thing, that like, she's yeah, it's unique. Like she's chosen. But she's she's chosen this guy who's pretty weird and has yeah. like a a, a, a <clears throat> thing that he does that is like yeah. dangerous and unusual, and yeah. it's it's all he really cares about. And like, if you go into that not knowing that and expecting something different, I mean, I guess I guess people probably do that in their lives, but um. They do absolutely. It's just that again, you have to kind of sell it a little more, right? Like or deal, like try to deal with it, like try to yeah. have that the movie kind of like confront that more. A- another way to say it, just to be more clear, is that in movies where people are behaving stereotypically, mm-hmm. it's hard to then have their behavior not match the stereotype at all, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to tell me that this is stereotypical female that we're doing literally no work to define at all. Yeah. Oh, and then by the way, she makes a very unusual decision, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's hard to swallow because you're like, okay, like, what? Whereas if it's like, oh, this is a unique, real character. She's very different. She's not a stereotype, Well, the weird thing, right? the frustrating thing a little bit about her too is she actually starts out more interesting. Like, the first time you see her, it's a great, I think it's a really great <clears throat> introduction to a character, actually. She's in, you know, Peru in the Andes Mountains on yeah. this train. Yeah. She's sitting on one side all by herself yeah. with tons of bags. And then yeah. there's like these, you know, the people, the, yeah. the sort of the, the more local people on the other. And like, yeah. I think that's a, that's a, a fun introduction to the character. Um, and it makes her, her seem kind of adventurous or yeah. even though she feels uncomfortable with it, you can, but she's, you know what I mean? It, so it sets her up and then she, you know, she wants to go to Italy so she like lies and sets up this whole thing to get there like she in the beginning she's doing all this stuff that's like pretty interesting and kind of like intense right and then she d- turns out to just not be that character at all and she never does that again like yeah. she never like makes up stories to try and like manipulate a situation like she did at the beginning she's not adventurous she just kind of pathetic ha- she's just she's like just become, yeah. yeah and so it's it's like I don't know. Like, it's it's very strange. It, in fact, I guess I hadn't thought about this until you just said it. But, like, in a way that mirrors the kind of that opening with en- with the kids in Enso. It's yeah. like the movie starts yeah. with a bunch of material that if we were going to do that, maybe it would actually be good. Yeah. But then it just, like, immediately falls off this cliff where she becomes this really, like, annoying stereotype the the filming goes all weird. The 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 series of scenes is just bizarre. We can mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, and it's just I don't know. Yep. No, I think it, it's, I just don't it's, know. It starts out stronger than it ends up being. It it's it's pretty rough, honestly. Um. <clears throat> so I don't know where we want to go next. There's a lot of things we could talk about. This. I what I actually sort of a broad feeling about the structure of this movie was that it it kind of felt like a like a weird combination actually um i i, I wrote it down in here some a, a combination that i that i uh, oh here it is this is this is how i described the movie like midway through okay. it this is what i i thought i felt about the mm-hmm. like what was going on in the movie okay i wrote take the worst parts of an imax movie Mm-hmm. At the Science Center. Yeah, like Pacific <clears throat> Science Center, one of those like... And combine yeah. them with the worst parts of an 80s formula movie, and you've got this movie. So basically, yeah. like, an 80s formula movie is a tried and true structure of, like, 
two rivals mm-hmm. and they are going to fight at the end and there's mm-hmm. like this climactic scene of them doing the stupid thing they do and it's always something stupid like skateboarding oh, yeah, or something, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not actually interesting, mm-hmm. but it's like it's hyped up in order to create the 80s formula movie. So mm-hmm. for whatever reason, one of these 80s formula movies, if it's, you know, if it's going to be a kids karate match, right? Yeah, yep, It's yep. going to be the most momentous kids karate match you've ever seen. Right, right? yes. Uh, so anyway... It's like you took that mm-hmm. and you got rid of the formula <laughs> and you just have the filler scenes where it's like the kid <laughs> and his girlfriend go on a walk, yeah. right? <laughs> that suck and they're not good, right? They're just kind of there because they had to be there because right. the movie's got to be 90 minutes, right? So you took out the formula part. So like the dive's not going to be interesting, right? They're not really rivals, really. It's just kind of that's gone. But you got all the filler bits, and now you just insert a bunch of really bad, like, IMAX footage. Like, the parts that aren't good. Like, those IMAX movies, they're usually, like, you know, the Serengeti. Yeah, not, yeah. You know, narrated yeah. by James Earl Jones, right? And there's two great flyover shots of, like, wildebeests st- doing a giant run or something. And then the rest of it is, like, some guy just, like, fill in time with some shot of a tree where there's, like, a leopard next to it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're just, like, snoring the entire time. <laughs> so get rid of the wildebeest shots. Those are gone. And it's just, like, the leopard shot. And that's what it is, right? So this movie <laughs> felt like that to me. There is that that sort of, like, rivalry between these two guys doing this weird kind of activity. Like, that's definitely a thing. And uh, especially in the 80s. And... In this movie, it's weird because it's like it's sort of half doing it, but it's also not it's not trying to like subvert it or anything like it's right. It's also not playing off of it in any interesting way. It's just kind of like eh. no. it's just kind of half doing it. Well, I, I, I don't know if I would necessarily say it that way. I would be more generous to it, I think, in that I kind of liked the idea that they weren't rivals, really. Oh, totally. You know? I, well, I, I think their relationship, <clears throat> but, like, as I've said, I, I think Enzo is probably the most interesting character. Mm-hmm. And I think his, his like, he's the one who has the most, like, inner conflict and stuff he's trying to kind of deal with. Yeah. And so having them just be, like, straight rivals would be, like, a lot less interesting, probably. Yeah. Um, To an already not very interesting movie. Yeah. But... Um, and I think, and I do think the most interesting scenes in the movie were like the diving scenes. I do think they were kind of interesting. Like they were pretty, they were decently well shot. Like considering it's like probably kind of hard to shoot that. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. And I don't know. It's like it's kind of interesting to watch these guys try to dive deeper. I guess it's like a you know you're like oh that's kind of like interesting. They go down on this little machine and the, the uh, you know what I mean. It's like okay. Kind of mildly interesting. It was not interesting to me, but okay. that's okay. I feel like uh, I'm just saying uh, the the parts of the movie that were the least dull to watch. I would say it was like the diving parts, probably, uh, especially toward the end, like later on. Yeah. Um, for me, anyway. I yeah. I mean, I don't really know if I had to think more about this movie. It is kind of difficult for me to imagine what I do to make myself want to watch it. I mean, fixing the cinematography and the music. So that they were things that I enjoyed more would go a, a long way. To be way. honest, though, I think Obviously, I think but... you could leave all that the same. I think the, th- the the thing that makes it hardest to watch by far is like the really bad, weak characterizations and yeah. a draw. It's three almost three hours long. It's so long. Yeah. Um. It's like it, it, there's nothing yeah. to latch <clears throat> onto, it's, and it's it feels like 
so at the point where they do the first diving competition, mm-hmm. I thought we were getting to the end of the film. Or rather, okay. it felt like it, right? But actually, it's one third of the film. There's yeah. twice that much film again yeah. on the way, all of which is just completely undirected. It's just whatever. We're on an oil rig all of a sudden for no freaking reason. There's things that I can't even explain. Like these people, th- there's a shot where she, the the woman, um, Joanna, has it out with her roommate. Mm-hmm. And she's like, all right, like I'm going to try and I'm going to like leave my job, you know, well, she already kind of got fired from her job, but and I'm going to go be with this guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she like picks up the phone and calls him. I, how? I don't even know where he is. The last time we saw him, he was on an oil rig in the middle of God knows where. <laughs> They've never exchanged phone numbers that I can tell. He's at some apartment with his uncle that she's never been to that yeah. I know of. Who is she calling and How? She, the last time they met, she tells him to call her. So if, she, if he's ever, call, yeah, if he's he, in New York, yeah. so I'm like, I guess she has his number from. This Maybe he gave it to her apartment, at some point. But how? Because when they went there, he went there from like a I mean, SeaWorld place that he was yeah, working saying, at. Is this, he still working I'm there? Saying, this, What's happening? This like sort of that for the movie like this, that sort of but, those sort of little like nitpicky criticisms are like, eh. Do I'm not I mean? even criticizing. I'm just saying as a viewer mm-hmm. at no time in this movie did the connective tissue. I'm like, what? Like I thought it's more of a like slap in the face where I'm like, I thought when they, when they, that train shot was like her saying, I'm I'm leaving like there's made not- me think that they are not still in contact. Like it felt like the kind of thing where you don't get the girl's number at the end of summer vacation mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So it's less that I care about the minutiae. She, she like the answer is, I assume that he gave her her number at some point that we just didn't see. And that's fine. Right. But it just feels weird that, that she could just suddenly call him and she never had. And I, it no, just, I, it's yeah. weird, right? It's just, it feels, yeah. and that's the way a lot of it is, like like the oil rig one. It's like, oh, it's like, oh, she's gone. Oh, okay, well, hey, I got this job on an oil rig. Let's go. And then then they're at the oil rig. And it's just like, what is happening in this film? Like, it's so weird. Mm-hmm. It's so weirdly paced, and and you're, my I'm always, like, thrown, that's all. I'm just thrown for loop. Yeah, well, and, and like, I think, too, like, just our, the main, the fact that the main character, Jacques, is so so much like a non-person makes all of this just so uninteresting to watch. It's so boring to watch a character who's who's non-character, you know what I mean? Like, you don't care about anything. He's also completely avolitional for a character who's a protagonist. He literally does nothing and makes no choices pretty much for the entire film. He just wants to swim around with dolphins, and he does never does anything. He mm-hmm. just basically goes where she or Enzo tell him to go, and that's it. There's no like like it's he's not really struggling with anything other than not just like swimming mm-hmm. in the water. It's just weird because if you were really going to do style over substance, it's like then you should have probably done less substance and do you know what I mean? Like it's kind of it's stuck in this like weird halfway area where yes. This the story and the characters like 
don't really work. But the movie's also clearly sort of trying to make them work. I mean, it spends the vast majority of its time with these characters doing stuff in scenes. Not just, I mean, like, there's very few scenes in this movie that are actually just, like, pretty shots of water. Like, Well, also, there's a couple times in the movie where stuff happens that would have made sense if the whole movie was done in, like, a pure style over substance way. Mm-hmm. There's a shot mm-hmm. where dude is coming out of the water, uh, or not dude, sorry, woman is coming out of the water. Joanna's coming out of the water, I think. I want to say Joanna's coming out of the water. I can't remember who it was. Okay. Is walking up the side of, like, a like a cliff, like a side or whatever, you know, like, rocky mm-hmm. whatever. And... Uh, Enzo is literally there playing a piano oh, yeah, that yeah, cannot yeah, yeah. be there, right? It's just there's a piano there suddenly for no reason, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous in this movie because this movie doesn't do that. Exactly, like, exactly. It doesn't yeah. have lots of scenes where a character like opens a door and walks in and suddenly they're in like a completely different place that they couldn't be because it's trying to juxtapose those mm-hmm, things, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't do that anywhere. And then it does it like twice and the times it does, you're just like, what the hell is happening? Oh, totally. Yeah, because, like, there's that scene right before the very end um, when Jacques is, like, in bed and then, like, the water, like, comes from the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's cool. Yes. I'm like, could we have had more of this in the movie, yes. maybe? If the movie was like that, I think it would have been a lot more interesting. Like, if you're yes. going to do something, you know, if you're, if you're like, we're just breaking all the rules here. Yes. We're being surreal. We're being weird. We don't care about inconsistencies. Like, do that. Yes. But the movie didn't do that. It mostly just was a boring normal movie. And not only that, so everything you just said times a thousand, right? <laughs> like if there was more, Enso is playing the piano. Like if every tenth shot of this movie, Enso is playing the piano in it for some reason, mm-hmm. suddenly I'm like, I get it now. Yeah, like, yeah. Like that, it's that kind of movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it just wasn't. And similarly, like, those cuts, like the cuts to the, the cr- ridiculous cuts to the dolphins mm-hmm. jumping up in the air. If instead, like, when he pops up out of the surface, so he, you know, comes out of the surface, instead of weird shots mm-hmm. of SeaWorld dolphins, if you had cut to him in some completely other time in his life coming out of the water then. Like when he was a boy, and, yeah. And it's there for, like, five minutes, right? It's just like we suddenly transported temporarily. Now I also get what kind of movie this is, right? Right. I've seen all of these things done and they work. They might not necessarily be my favorite things. I don't necessarily love totally abstract, Mm -hmm. like let's go full David Lynch Mm -hmm. stuff. I'm not necessarily going to love it, but I get what you're doing. Well, and also it's like we've talked about this. I feel like this is a thing I've talked about before on this podcast too. With I think I mentioned it with like Kubrick and stuff. Like the idea of trusting the filmmaker. Yeah. um, Where you're like, look, I may not fully understand this, but I I get that you're going for something and you really get it, like as the filmmaker. Yeah, and And maybe I didn't get it, but I don't feel like you didn't get it. I I feel like we just had a disconnect. Yeah, or and like I'm not I, there, I, if right? I worked a little harder, I could understand. Yeah, like this or it's movie, just not for me. This movie Either has way. none of that. Like yeah. I have no faith in yeah. this director or his vision. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like I, I'm like this. He, he's just like he might sort of have some rough ideas, but to me, it mostly just feels like he's winging it. Yeah, and uh, it's just yeah. Same here. It felt like it felt like it was getting winged. Felt like it was getting. And I mean, maybe that's like if that's the way you want to do it. Sure, maybe that can work sometimes, but like, definitely didn't work here. Well, it also could be that like 
you know, this is not what we would consider one of his stronger films. Like maybe if we go watch like Leon the Professional or something like that. We haven't, I haven't seen Luc Besson. Well, Me neither. I might have because I think he did direct, he directed like some American films, didn't he? Like like uh, films that were Hollywood films, I think, later. And I may have seen those. Uh, best director, Leon the Professional and The Messenger, the story of Joan of Arc. Uh the Fifth Element. There, there you go. So there, he definitely did some Hollywood films. Anyway, we'll have to look. So at So I guess sometime. I haven't seen any other movies by him. It's the first movie I've seen by him. I haven't seen The Fifth Element. I've, I think I did see that a long time ago, but I hardly remember it. So. But so anyway, you know, I don't know. I don't want to bag on the director because maybe this is just a particular film of his that I really don't like. Um, it's kind of, it's a mess though. This movie is a huge mess. I feel like it's a mess. I would be interested to hear and maybe someone in the movie club will defend all this stuff yeah. because you know maybe we're looking at it the wrong way or maybe it's just like a preference. It's also it's a foreign language film, so it's always got that problem of we that, have to read the subtitles. Well, there's also cuz my French I know everyone heard my friend's pronunciation at the beginning of this podcast mm. and was like, "Wow, he must speak fluent French." <laughs> I'm sure that's what they were thinking. Not thinking, um, but actually, it's just really bad high school French. So I, I can't. I have to read the subtitles. The the lang- the the use of languages in this movie is also really weird. Like it's got the spaghetti western thing it going does. on with with everything's ADR and they like yeah, uh, yeah and some and like you can tell like oh, some of them aren't speaking the language that they're yeah. speaking and it's like yeah I don't really care about that kind of thing but I do think it's kind of interesting yeah um, yeah and they're switching between languages too I think like yeah is there is there Italian in it I think so, there's Italian French and English it's Italian French and English yeah. it seemed like um, uh, but I don't I don't know Italian. So I only um, knew the French and the English. When the, it was, it's, it was just, it was interesting. I don't, there, that's not really a criticism of the movie. I don't have any issue with it. It's just no. kind of interesting. Um, I do tend to not love ADR that much. I didn't mind it in DOS Boat, uh, but it was done very well in that movie, I thought. In this movie, it's done less well. Like, it's very obvious all the time that it's ADR. Mm-hmm. Bit jarring. It, a lot like a spaghetti this, western. It gives it a little bit of this feeling of like cheapness. It does. Um, which, if um, your if your whole idea is like, let's look at this beautiful immersive experience, kind of hurts you a little bit. I would actually say that it's it's kind of hard if your whole goal is to say like we we want you to like have this sort of like dry experience with these characters mm-hmm. in a slice of life way that's not necessarily anything out of the ordinary, and then all of their dialogue is is overdubbed like that is a little challenging, you know. Um, it, it makes it hard for anything to feel intimate yes. when, it, when it feels like yeah. that. I mean, I'm sure you could ADR it if you did it really close. I mean, there's ADR stuff this that you don't even know though, is ADR. This movie but it's is like, never you know. getting close to anything remotely intimate with its characters anyway. No. It just doesn't even try. It's like no. it's not interested in, in, in intimate character moments or exploring characters in, in any kind of really human way. It's just not yeah. interested in it. It's not. Yeah. And that's like fine, as we've said. But there has to the, the experience has to offer something else. Otherwise, you're just really bored, which is mostly the experience of watching this movie is like it's pretty dull. It is. And and like the the stereotyping stuff is pretty over the top. Oh, like the Japanese. The Japanese oh my God. swimmers are ridiculously stereotyped. 
the same thing with the uh, the the woman. Well, and all the like Italians and the all pasta. the Italians all have pasta all the time. So it's kind of, it's almost like parody at that point. And it's weird because it kind of knows um, it is like it it. It seems like kind of aware that it's like doing that. It's yeah, silly. It, it treats them like with silliness. Like it's. It didn't come off as like really offensive. It just came it's a little cringy. It but came it's off not, as a little yeah. bit cringy and almost like parody, right? Like it came yeah, across yeah. almost like at the, at those times, with the pasta and the Japanese swimmers and some of the histrionics from the 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 Joanna. Mm-hmm. It came across more like a Zucker Brothers movie. Yes. Right? It's like yes. it's like it would make sense if you walked into this like quote unquote Italian diverse it's thing a, you know, and everyone has pasta and they keep handing to you be pasta. Honest, it right? almost felt like a Wes Anderson movie at times too. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like cuz we right yeah. there's moments where I actually thought that during the movie I was like Yeah, if Enzo was played by yes. Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Enzo just straight yeah. up could be in a Wes Anderson yes, movie you're basically right. as is. Yes, he Reyna looks like the yeah. part he like um Yeah, I agree. And like, he, they put him in those those speedos. With the goggle the goggles. With the goggles. And the, yeah. So they're too small on him. You yeah. know, his ass is hanging out. Yes. And he's like, you know, being manly or trying to be manly anyway, and he just kinda looks silly. Yeah. No, um, it's it's like if you were trying to do that intentionally, which I guess it sort of is. It's just this movie doesn't commit to any anything. It just kind of like it feels like a bunch of stuff thrown together, that, half yes, thought yes. through, and it it, it <clears throat> just feels really weird. It does. I guess so. Positive things to say about this movie, which is kind of hard for me because, like I said, I really strongly didn't like it. But I guess what I would say is there is one positive thing I will say about this movie. Okay. Which is that the extremely long length of the movie mm-hmm. combined with sort of the, I guess, the nebulous theme of like the water, like being wanting to be part of the water or whatever, mm-hmm. it, it left me with a certain feeling of futility or something. Like mm. I did get a slight remo- emotional response from this movie. Like, like the. It was able to put together something over yeah, like, the course of yeah, this. Yeah, because I mean, it's like maybe like the sort of almost insufferableness of like the the characters and the stereotypicalness and all that. So when at the end he decides to just go swim off into the darkness, like there's a part of you that's like, yeah, <laughs> get away I, from all of this, just this noise and this annoyance and just like be at peace in this like well, serene. And, and there's some know, things they did okay. Like... Every time he's underwater, like when he goes down for mm. the dives, he he hears like this the dolphins mm-hmm. calling to mm-hmm, him, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. There's some stuff like that. I'm like, that's well done. Yeah. It yeah. was well done. And he's kind of like looking around for the dolphins and mm-hmm. the guy like who's there who's t- you know the tells you to go back whatever, up. He's yeah. like, you gotta go like, okay, you did your dive, like go, right? And I felt like some of that stuff kind of worked. In a way, I would say that that in those few moments, I felt like this film was doing what it claimed to be doing in that yeah. description of the yeah. movement. Yeah. yeah, It's focusing on a character who is alienated. Mm-hmm. It's using a visual and audio sort of like experience yeah. to help me feel what this character is going through mm-hmm. without it being a, a really a narrative. Well, and it's like also right? in those moments where the character of Jacques actually feels the most like... Like a person. Like a person. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And 
And so, and he gets the best scene with the weird water coming down, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, he also gets a nice scene at the beginning where he swims up to the surface and he feels his way along the ice. That was cool, yeah. It looked really nice. Yep. Um, and it showed you how comfortable he was with where he was. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I would be freaking out. Yeah, it's like, that's, I would be feeling he, I was going to die. He and he's to, just kind of calmly it's going, like you he know. He comes to life under the water. Like, even yes. when he's down there, there's this scene from the, the oil rig with, with Enzo when they go down... In you know, and they start like dancing and singing yes. like with each other, and yeah. it's like in those moments, I think he's they're both probably the most like comfortable and alive in in those you know yes. in that freedom, the freedom of sort of like the deep. Or yes, and I think that was one of the things the movie was going for, and I think it got there somehow through all of the garbage that mm-hmm. I really don't like about this movie. Yeah, something about that central core mm-hmm. held up, mm-hmm. and I think part of it or maybe most of it, is that that's just a good idea. It's a good idea to tell a story about people who don't fit in yep. in the world feeling at home way under the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like, like that idea kind of just works. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that I feel like this is a pretty ham-fisted attempt at bringing that mm-hmm. story to life where it took like three hours and had maybe all of five minutes of that in it to me. Right, right, yeah. It it still kind of worked. Like when it, when I came away from this movie, I was like, that's still kind of good. Mm-hmm. And so while I can't say I ever want to have to sit through this movie again, right. I could take that away from it. And I almost wish there was a better movie that was that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, you know, either it wasn't so long and was more less stereotype, more really getting into this because yeah, i think i um, think there's no there's no reason to not have style and substance in a movie like this there's no reason you can't have a really immersive visual and audio audio kind of experience of un- being underwater and also not a story with like rich interesting characters like i don't think there's any reason why you have to you know choose one over the other yeah you don't but it's hard I mean, none of this is easy, right? If it was easy oh, to yeah, make a great yeah. film, everyone would do it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so so I do want to give the movie credit for that. I'm bagging on it, the movie a ton um, because I didn't like it, but that doesn't mean there's nothing yeah, I mean, in it. There was yeah. a good thing to it, and I assume that the reason that people mentioned this movie or to the extent that it's a known movie... I mean, the fact that anybody even... Knows it or talks about it anymore. I mean, at this point, I assume it's a it has movie, to be yeah. because of that. Because I, I can't imagine what else you would get. Out. I mean, maybe the humor with uh, Jean Reno. I mean, he does a great job of portraying, and so it's mm-hmm. he's funny mm-hmm. or endearing he's every me- time he's on he's the screen. He's a memorable character. He's a memorable character. Like, he sticks with you after the movie. You know. Yeah, and so I, I can I could see that as being another reason people aren't remember it's it. Also, just I um, do think. In how weird it is tonally, it's memorable. Like it's uh, it's definitely unusual. Like yeah. it's not like any movie I've really seen before. Yeah, it's kind of doing its own thing. And so even though I think it's like, yeah, I definitely would not want to watch this again. I like, also think the memorable. movie. I don't know what the movie just must have made this up or something because also I think 120 meters for free diving, it would be like a joke today. Like I think they go like 200 and some, like there was a thing in there that's like you can't go past 120 meters or it's dangerous. It's like, well, I mean, maybe that's what they thought at the time. Yeah, it must have been what they thought. I it's like this, it's I, not. I it's this not was maybe loosely based on a real thing. Like maybe, loosely. but like there was a doctor there that was like, humans can't possibly hold enough air to go down. So it's like, yes, they can. Well, I think they were. 
I feel like they but, were worried about it. They just didn't know. I think they, they yeah, they were just like unsure. No, the doctor says some medical techno babble. Yeah. Where he's like, it's impossible for anyone to go down any further than that. It's just medically impossible. It's like, no, it's not. It's like, I'm pretty sure they're at two, I don't know, 230 or 240 now. Like they're, they're almost twice that depth, which is insane, by the way. But, you know, humans are weird. Yep. And so is this movie. Humans are weird. And so is this film. I'm not sure there's much else to say. I mean, as always, we're really curious to hear if you guys have any thoughts. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure some of you do. Um, yeah, weird movie. <laughs> weird movie. <laughs> yeah. I did also, uh, I'll end on, sometimes I end on the, like, I was paying attention note just for people. I, I did this once before on one okay. of our podcasts where I'm like, I did catch it, just so you know, for those of you who are sticklers out there. Like, I did notice that, like, in this film, mm-hmm. there is a scene where the the Joanna is like, I got to... I, like, I got to see this guy again. Mm-hmm. So she calls the Arctic doctor guy mm-hmm. and is like, hey, man, like, uh, where's where's that diver that you were that you did like the experiments on? And he's like, oh, he's uh, going to be at the free diving competition in Sicily. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, that dude has never been to the free diving competition. The only reason he's going this time is because Enzo randomly showed up at his pool and gave him the ticket yesterday. So how the hell does the doctor know that he is going to, for the first time, go to something he couldn't have afforded unless his childhood friend had randomly saved a guy underneath a wreckage, got $10,000, flown to see him, and given him the ticket? Like, figure that one out, my dude. (laughs) But apparently the movie was, like, unconcerned about that particularity. I guess maybe this dude, who never talks to anybody, ever, and never has a conversation, got the ticket and was so excited that he called the person who did medical experiments on him in the Arctic and said, Hey, man, guess what? I'm going to Sicily. That'd be like the most unlike him of anything you could imagine in I mean, this film. Yeah, these sort of nitpicks so, on a movie like this are just anyway not even worth the time. But that one killed me. I was okay. like, "What the mm. hell, dude?" Okay. okay. Like, okay. What is happening? Maybe the idea is that Doctor hangs out with him at SeaWorld that we just never saw. No, it's just that they don't. It doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't like th- no. It's not that they thought this Well, the doctor through. shows up again at the end. I don't know how that happened either. It's just the movie thinks they're friends and they know each other and it's fine. Okay. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> don't I'm... worry about it. <laughs> style over substance. Yeah, style over substance. Just keep telling yourself that. All right. All right, folks. So I was paying attention. Just wanted you to know that. I know there's people in the movie club who are probably those kind of people, mm-hmm. right? They're mm-hmm. like the plot holes people that mm-hmm. fill in the plot holes on the internet mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I was paying attention. I just, this movie had so much yeah, it's like, stuff that I'm like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, like, there's no point really there was in talking no point. about that, that sort of stuff no. with this movie. It's so far beyond that. Kind Way of thinking. beyond that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be careful out there if you're a swimmer. This this movie, above all else, shows the dangers of drowning. That's right. This has been a PSA. (laughs) Public service announcement (laughs) 
from Molly Movie Club. That's right. Keep your head above water. Wear a life vest. Always wear a life vest if you do any water activities. Maybe don't dive 120 meters ever would yeah. be another safety Let's not thing try. to Let's do. Let's not do that. Just don't do that because that's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see you next week. If you do all those things and survive, uh, if, if, if you, if you heed, avoid heed, drowning. Heed our advice. Heed our advice. Avoid drowning. And then we will see you next week on Molly Movie Club. That's right. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye.